Welcome back to Leatherheads Footy. My name is Morgan. On this episode, the Richmond Tigers early 2023 preview. Before I get started, episode audio on Spotify, episode visuals on Instagram, like, follow, subscribe, wherever you're listening. Obviously on YouTube as well, where the main videos are posted. But without further ado, let's get started. Richmond Tigers 2023 preview. Starting with the back line, probably the best line for Richmond, although their forward line is quite strong as well. The key pillars look like they're going to be solid for the next 10 years. Noah Bolter and Josh Gibkiss. Noah Bolter has the physicality. Gibkiss is still developing, only coming into his second year in the AFL, but already shown he's got fantastic natural ability. He's got an awesome vertical leap. He can take intercept marks. He can lock down. He's a real competitor. You could see certain signs in games he was cramping up early but he just hates losing he really really wants to beat his opponent and you love to see that in a young player coming through especially key position players because their their role is just so combative by nature and then Noah Bolter I think he's one of the best key defenders in the competition especially best key young defenders if I was picking a team I would have Bolter and Sam Taylor as the two lockdown defenders with Sam DeConning maybe coming in there somewhere um, what I like about Bolter is he's just a raw talent, raw athleticism, raw football ability. He can rebound like super quick. You'd hate to play on him because he's really strong. He's really quick. He's got a good vertical leap and he just doesn't give his opponent an inch. He's also a very, very powerful kick. I reckon he could kick maybe 60 meter drop punts pretty comfortably too. And yeah, at 194, 100 kilos, you can see why he's he's a power athlete, but he doesn't lose any pace. He's the the perfect key defender, really. And as for interceptors, Vlosten will be the main interceptor, and he also is offering a lot more rebound. The Tigers had a little bit of a reshuffle this season. Vlosten became sort of the general across halfback, a little bit like Doherty, a little bit like Luke Hodge used to do for the Hawks. And Rioli also pushed into the back line and he provided more of that run and carry. It meant that Jaden Short was pushed out of the back line and I've had to try and find a spot for him as the Tigers did in a new position. But Vlosten, fantastic defender, really um, offers so much, locking down, um, reads ball really well in the air, always dropping off his opponent. Very rarely will you see him actually defending his direct opponent. He'll normally nullify them and then he'll look to help out his teammates and impact as a third up in the air. And Grimes... Also plays a little bit of an intercepting role, but he's a pure lockdown. He'll take the most dangerous forward in the opposition, whether that be Charlie Cameron, Jake Stringer, whoever it is, Grimes will lock down on them. And he's had some huge games impact-wise, not huge statistically, but where he's completely nullified his direct opponent. He's really quick. He's got long arms. Yeah, he'd be a nightmare to play on because he's just 100% uh, disciplined and committed to the task. Then you've got your genuine smalls. I've touched on Rioli a little bit already. Moved to the back line and had a really good season. He offers a lot of run and drive, kicks the ball well, and can push forward and turn defense into offense. So I like what he brings to the team. And also wasn't wasn't beaten too much as a defender, which is also a very important part of your role, obviously, when you're playing down back. And Liam Baker, another one of my favorites in the competition, completely committed to task, hard out at one of the bravest players. In the, I think he won actually the most courageous player in the comp this year from the Players Association. But lockdown defender, super, super clean at ground level. Can take a mark, kicks really well off both feet, really quick getting the ball hand to foot. Um, agile, can get out of trouble, stays composed and just mops up everything across half back as well as impacting, yeah, in the air 
and uh, cleaning up at ground level. So that's my back six. I think that's really solid. And then on the bench, I've got Nathan Broad and Hugo Ralph Smith, probably leaning towards Broad for experience, but I potentially might be wanting a little bit more run because with Gibkiss, Bolter, Grimes, Vlosten, it's a very strong aerial defense and maybe lacking a little bit of ground level speed and rebound. So Ralph Smith might get the nod if the other guys are all fit, but brought a little bit more experience, obviously. Moving into the midfield, this is where Jaden Short finds his position on the wing. It was tough. I couldn't fit him into the back line because Rioli did so well down there. I think he he more than covered for Short and Vlosten's taken over as well with distributing. So I've pushed him further up the ground. That seems to be what Richmond want to do. Get his ball use a little bit further forward, getting more damage with that kicking. So I've put him on the wing. I think it'll be very tough to get a spot in the center bounce, which is where he was sort of playing a little bit and then starting off a half forward flank. So I've got him on the wing. I'm not sure if this would actually work, but potentially can offer a bit more run and carry. He'll be able to get all those uncontested players. He's he's a very uncontested player, but he knows where to get to the right spots and he he can run 15 meters and kick 55. So he, he can be very damaging with his meters gained, even though it's, it's probably not as high an impact per possession as some of the other players in the competition. Rounding out that wing rotation, I've got Camden McIntosh on one wing and Marlon Pickett on the other. McIntosh, sort of your classical workman winger, runs very hard. The Richmond system is very much about players playing their specific roles, and then you've got a certain few who are stars of the competition, like Dustin Martin. But the rest of the guys, they're just given a specific role, and if they fulfill their role, then it goes a long way towards Richmond winning. Pickett's similar. Plays a really strong role for Richmond, even though he's not necessarily starring and getting talked about a lot in the media. He had quite a good finish to the year though, so that keeps his spot in the team. But McIntosh and him, yeah, just running up and down the ground, getting back hard defensively and offering a little bit of run on the outside, but I think potentially short offers a little bit more. So that's my wing rotation. Definitely not star-studded, but that's kind of how Richmond rolls. Into the on-ball mids, this is where it starts getting tricky with the new recruits that Richmond have brought in. You've got Prestia, is, I think, a lock in that midfield. Even though he's 30 now, he's probably their best, um, or close to their best player, and definitely their best midfielder over the last couple of years consistently. Martin, I don't really classify as a midfielder, but Preston's such a good ball winner, naturally good around the stoppage, just racks up possessions and pushes forward. He's, uh, yeah, a little bit deceptive in the way that he plays. You probably, you wouldn't expect him to provide as much sort of run and burst from the stoppage as he does. You'd expect him to be a little bit more like, like say, a Lockie Neal or a Tom Mitchell, but he's definitely more damaging with his leg speed than you would expect just looking at him. I've got Jacob Hopper in there, come across from GWS, just a fantastic stoppage player. Um, offers a lot of handball, or by handball, releasing out of the stoppage. He's got a neat sidestep, really composed with the ball and has a strong frame. So he'll be playing that real in and under role, not offering a much on the outside at all, but he's going to be a specialist at the stoppage and that's hopefully where they'll get the most impact from him. And then I've got Dustin Martin in that midfield rotation starting there and then he'll push forward and someone like a Taranto will push into the midfield. The way I see it is you probably want a guy who's the hit to or the genuine stoppage specialist, which is someone like a hopper. Then you'll want a guy like Prestia, who's a little bit more of that inside-outside blend, can gets the outside of the stoppage quickly, but can do his work inside tackling and getting contested possessions. And then you want your 
sort of game-breaking midfielder that can burst away from the stoppage, provide really damaging inside 50s and clearances, good by foot. So that'll be someone like a Martin or a Shea Bolton when he swaps out of the forward line. I've got Cochin rounding out that on-ball mix. And um, as I mentioned, Taranto will be in that rotation. Cochin, I just can't see him playing anywhere else. And as captain of the team, I think he gets a spot and he's still contributing, even though it's probably less time on ground. I can see him playing a very similar role to what Joel Selwood did this year. Much of a leadership role, as much as it is uh, actual on-field impact role. And played in shorter bursts, spending more time on the bench. But you want him in the team for what he offers as a leader and captain of the team. And lastly, in the ruck, I've got Nankervis in the ruck. I think he's a really good solo ruckman. I wouldn't be worrying about Soldo. We'll see what happens if with this extra interchange player that's being brought in. But I really like Nankervis when he plays the solo ruck. I think he offers heaps of tackling. I think he's sort of a more refined Shane Mumford. He hits bodies really hard, gives away the odd free kick, but offers heaps of tackling pressure and would put doubt in the opposition mid's minds because they don't want to be hit by him. He's a massive man. He's a really good field kick for a ruck, and he looks pretty smart and composed, gets involved, chipped around the ground, and can float back and take an intercept mark. So I don't know what else you really need from your ruckman. Maybe not a little bit short and not quite as damaging with his hitouts, but he does everything else pretty well, and I think he's solid enough. Finally, forward line. You've got sort of everything in this forward line. No two players are the same. And it's going to be very dangerous. The Tigers scored very freely this season, along with Brisbane, I think, were the two top scoring teams, but leaked a little bit defensively, which is surprising given what they usually are, quite a solid defensive team. But the key pillars, as they have been for a little while now, Tom Lynch and Jack Rewalt, getting old, both above 30. But as we're starting to see in the AFL, the age at which players start to fall off has been pushed further and further back, and particularly key position guys, where your game is a lot around sort of physical strength, being conditioned over pre-season after pre-season to deal with the physical contest because these key position guys, a lot of the work that they'll do is wrestling their opponent, the nous of body work, knowing exactly where to be positioned, knowing when you need to lead. It is a massive advantage. So even though they're getting older and maybe slowing down a little bit physically, the footy smarts that they've gained over their career and the hardened bodies, just knowing exactly what you need to do helps them stay competitive and be yeah, the top forwards in the competition, even though some of them are over 30. One prime example of that would be someone like Tom Hawkins. Rewalt is still very clever. One of the smartest forwards that I've seen play the game, always looking to get his teammates involved, very clever with his tap-ons. And he's sort of done it every, like done everything in his career. He's gone from being that spearhead, kicking close to 100 goals a year, winning Coleman medals, and now he's more of a role player looking for goal assists. And that that's kind of the way the competition's going. Is, um, the selfless players are starting to get more award in the media, and people are realising that that's what it takes to win games. Tom Lynch, I think he's really coming into his prime. It's, he's had an interesting career as well. At Gold Coast, he was contending for the Coleman medal in a terrible team, moved to Richmond, and almost wasn't as impactful. But I think that was more because of a lot of little niggling injuries. He's had finger injuries, knee injuries. Finger injuries in particular as a key forward is the, like the last thing you want because your hands are your real weapon. You only really get a couple of opportunities a game and you've got to be able to clunk them. And you need full feeling in your hands to be able to do that. When he's gotten back to full fitness, he's starting to show really now that he's starting to get some continuity, getting used to playing in the Richmond system. He's showing that he can be a really, really dominant player in the comp. Um, takes big pack marks, pushes up the ground, kicks the ball well, kicks set shots from 50, 55 metres out. 
he's sort of your perfect um, talisman key forward. The guy that, like Charlie Dixon for Port Adelaide, like Tom Hawkins for Geelong, he's a guy that you can trust kicking the ball long to. And he does a lot of work pushing up the ground, getting to those sort of wing contests where guys can kick down the line and he'll, best case, take a mark. Worst case, he won't get out marked. He'll bring the ball to ground for the smalls. So he's fantastic and hopefully got a few more good years in him. The mid-sized types, I've got Cumberland and Taranto. Taranto, obviously, first year at the Tigers. will be interesting to see what he does. I've got him in the forward line because I think, apart from Dusty, he offers the most as a forward of those other mids. Hopper can't play forward. Um, Cochin can't play forward. And Prestia can't play forward. Taranto can. He's quite strong overhead. He's got good goal sense. He knows how to kick a goal. He's, he's really strong through the hips. And I think... Yeah, he gets pigeonholed as a little bit of like a workman inside player, but he's got a few tricks, and I think he'll surprise a few people at Richmond under yeah, the big lights of the MCG in front of a big crowd. We'll start to realise just how good of a player this guy is and potentially why he was picked ahead of someone like Hugh McCluggage in the 2016 draft. Noel Cumberland burst onto the scene. First and foremost, fantastic left foot kick and just looks like a natural player. He plays with a confidence that's pretty... Yeah pretty remarkable like so maybe Nick Dacos is another guy that came onto the scene but he's he's been spoken about for years father son obviously a legend of the club brother already in the system probably not like would have gone number one I think in open draft pool and he's burst on the scene with this confidence but Cumberland looks almost as comfortable on the big stage but he's had a completely different path come through sort of randomly in the draft was part of Queensland uh, Brisbane's academy I think and played in the Kneeful, played in the VFL, eventually found his way onto Richmond's list. And yeah, he's, oh, I, yeah, kicked five goals in a game. He just looks like a natural player. Like re, you, every now and again, you see these guys come on the scene and they, they just look like they're made to play at AFL level. Makes you wonder why it took him so long to get this opportunity. And then the smalls, I've got Rioli, Morris Rioli Jr. Tackling pressure. I think he, there was a stat that, his tackling pressure led to the most scores out of any player in the competition, even though he only played like 14 games of the 22, which is insane. And when you watch him, he's, yeah, he's very deceptive. You don't realize he doesn't like, he doesn't look quick. He never does anything where you're like, gee, he's like, he's athletically really gifted, but he's always in the right spot. He's always lurking and he just gets a hand in there, knows exactly something that um, Cyril used to do is when he's tackling, he would he wouldn't sort of wrap up the body as his first instinct. He would look for where the ball's being held and knock the arm that's holding the ball, leading to a lot of yeah loose balls in the forward line, which is a defender's nightmare, and then being able to swoop on them and create goals from it. So Rioli, I haven't seen heaps of um, like goal-scoring ability yet, but I'm sure that'll come only his first year in the comp, but his defensive pressure was there, and with this forward line, that's all he really needs to bring. And then Bolton... I'm sure everyone has seen him by now. He's yeah really come along. Involved in a huge amount of scores for Richmond. And if he kicked straighter, he would have had a massive, massive year. Made All-Australian even yeah with that inaccuracy that he showed. But he's a guy that just silky. Silky, powerful, can kick a goal from anywhere, but can also miss the goal from anywhere. Can jump on top of a pack, can crumb the ball at ground level. He's really got everything, everything that you would want as a dangerous forward moving through the midfield. Uh, like, yeah, he, he's, a, he's a special player, really, really special player. Um, and rounding out the forward rotation, I've got Jack Graham. Potentially can go through the midfield a little bit, but he's played more as a high half forward, just working hard up and down the ground. 
probably yeah brings all that tackling pressure in the forward line as well and just working hard apparently future leader of richmond from internal reports whatever that means and lastly i've got sonzi he's a guy first year was this year drafted i thought he slipped a little bit i had him close to the top 10 on talent but um maybe some character questions i, I don't know i don't know why he slid but he was quite inconsistent i think that was the the gist of it his best games were fantastic, but then he'd have really quiet games with no real explanation for him. Richmond, as they tend to do, take a punt on guys that are super talented but haven't quite rounded out the professionalism of their game, and hopefully they can get the most out of him. I see him as a longer-term midfielder for Richmond. Definitely as a midfielder. I think he's more a natural midfielder than forward. He's a natural ball winner, and when Prestia and Cochin move on, I think he'll jump into that midfield. But for now, sort of playing a half-forward role, just getting him in the 22 for the AFL team, I think, because he's a player for the future. You want him to get that experience. That's Richmond done and dusted. Uh, overall, I think very excited for the year. They've got a really strong forward line, really strong back line. They've added two very good players to their midfield. Obviously got a good system, got a good coach. And we'll just see that the strategy's clearly been for them. They've done a little bit of a, a mini rebuild, I guess, on the run. Um, but they've clearly decided that they don't want to spend four or five years regenerating their list completely. And when they've still got guys like Lynch, Rewalt, Lost and Grimes coming through and Dusty at his best or cl hopefully close to his best, they're going to try and contend again. That's why they've spent all of these first round picks bringing in Taranto and Hopper. They've decided that the time is now the next couple of years to compete and then they'll worry about regenerating later. I'm very excited to see what the Tigers do next year and how they can integrate a couple of guys into their midfield in a midfield that hasn't traditionally been full of big numbers and big stars. It's It's been uh, more processed than anything and, and Dusty's been the cherry on top of that process whatever that means thanks for listening i'll see you next time